This is Jamie Newberg with The Athletic, and you are listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three, call! The Rangers are going to the World Series! In the air, shallow right. The Texas Rangers win the pennant. Second consecutive year. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation podcast. Today's episode is I Can't Imagine. Um, Those are some words that I have heard a lot this week is I can't imagine what you're going through. Um, It's time to tell you the story about what's gone on in my life this last week. Get all of that out of the way so that we can get back to what this podcast is about, and that is about covering the Texas Rangers. So it's called I Can't Imagine, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, guys, the Recliner Nerd here. Do you feel a spark when you get a chance to compete? Competition Dojo is here to feed the competitive fire in everyone. Each month, they provide competitive events to their subscribers. You have a month to learn, practice, and perform. The month-end results rank you against each other. Get off the couch and back in the game. Visit competitiondojo.com. That's competitiondojo.com. Okay, guys, welcome back. uh, Today's episode is called I Can't Imagine. And let me tell you why I am calling that I Can't Imagine. When anyone, any one of us in anything that we ever do, um, if you ever hear about tragedy from anyone, you hear someone's diagnosed with cancer or you hear someone is, uh, you know, someone lost a child for any reason whatsoever or uh, a child diagnosis of something very ill, whatever happened, um, that they're, or an injury or anything, when it doesn't affect you, what you say is, I can't, man, I can't imagine what you're going through. Man, I can't imagine what you're going through. I just can't imagine what you're going through. I heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot over the last week. Uh, and in fact, it's been about 10, 11 days now. Um, and I pray, um, I used to be that person. I used to be that person that said, I can't imagine. And well, now I can't imagine, and I'll tell you why. But uh, my prayer that Kathy, uh, my wife Kathy and I have for all of you is that if you are on the side of this, that you still say, I can't imagine what you're going through, or I can't imagine what, what must be going on right now. I pray and we pray that you stay on that side. Uh, the other side's a dark place. Um, so it was uh, today is Sunday, the 20th. It was actually two weeks ago this past Friday. Uh, two weeks ago this past Friday when my, our youngest son, Kathy and I have three children. We have a uh, 23-year-old daughter, Allie. Her last name's Mitchell now. Some of you kind of followed that. She got married this year. Uh, she's 23. We also have a, a son that's about to be 16 years old, Ryan, who will be a junior in high school. Um, and then our baby, our youngest one, is 14 years old. His name is Kevin. Um, and Kevin started getting a headache. Um, the headache on a Friday, uh, I think, think it was June 4th or something like that. I don't I don't remember exactly what it was, uh, whatever that date is. Anyway, Kevin had a headache, uh, just kind of like a, 
you know, kids get headaches. They do it. They don't drink enough. They don't eat enough, whatever they're doing. So we, we kind of gave him some Aleve or gave him some Tylenol, whatever you give a kid. Uh, he's Well, he's big enough now the, to, to not really take kid stuff. But uh, weekend continued. He didn't really uh, get much better. It, it was still just a headache, though, he, and he kind of pinpoint where it was, Aleve and all of that. Uh, Monday, that following Monday, uh, he started football practices where he was going – uh, he, he plays football. He's going to be playing football for high school, be a freshman in high school this year. And uh, they, they started their summer workout program, just basically conditioning and all of that. But he's also in the theater program and the theater magnet. Um, uh, my kids enjoy theater. They do it. My oldest son is really into it. Um, it's something uh, Jamie Newberg's uh, uh, oldest daughter was in it, and so we, we had a fun conversation about being theater parents, being, especially being big sports fans like we are. It's kind of weird that both of us are theater parents and, and thoroughly enjoy it. It's actually something really cool and really neat. Well, Kevin was uh, cast on a COVID makeup in his seventh grade year. They were supposed to do co- uh, uh, they were supposed to do um, what's it called Frozen. Um, it got canceled because of COVID. It was the spring show. Uh, and they made it up this summer and had some of the kids that were at attended the high school or whatever come back, did a cast, and that was starting of rehearsals that night uh, for, COVID, uh, for Frozen. So it was a long day. So um, the, the headache had continued. That was Monday. Tuesday, um, he got up, went to, went to the workouts again that morning. Um, I worked a Ranger game that night. And when you work a Ranger game, you get out to the Ranger game about 4 o'clock because now we can get on the field. But you don't get home to really late. You guys know when these Ranger games end, and you're not. We don't walk out the door immediately when it's over. Usually, got to you know we we have a Zoom call and all of that with the with uh, Woody and whoever pitched that game or whoever if they win. Usually, whoever's you know won the Cowboy hat or or whatever that we stay on. So we might be there another 45, uh, 50 minutes. I'm lucky. Um, I get to go ahead and leave after that. Some of the the beat writers have to get coffee out, so they're sitting there writing till probably another hour or so before they're out of there. Got home, left the game, got home. It was about 11, 11.30, 11.40 when I walked in the door. Kevin was asleep in our bed. Now, this is not normal. We, Kathy and I's bedroom is downstairs. The kids are upstairs. Um, he was in our bed, sound asleep. Um, she woke up when I came in and said, yeah, his head has been bothering all day. She goes, I just let him sleep here. Um, and I said, we're going to go to the doctor. She goes, yeah, I think I'm going to take him to care now tomorrow just to get it checked out. Okay. So that's Tuesday. Then it's Wednesday. Wednesday the 8th is when it was. Uh, Wednesday the 8th, um, I go to work the next morning. Kat uh, went to work. Her mother uh, is there, is here for the week. She was supposed to be coming to Frozen. Um, and then Kat took off a little early to take Kevin to care now. Take him to care now, explaining what's going on. He's, he didn't go to practice that day. He didn't really feel good that morning. He had a bad headache. We go in. Uh, they, they take a... You know, they're, they're looking at him. They think maybe it's a migraine, so they give him a shot to help cure uh, the pain for a migraine. Um, still not feeling great. Um, and then uh, right about the time, the, the doctor, luckily for us, uh, right about the time we were getting ready to leave COVID, uh, care now, kind of mentioned, you know, maybe you ought to go to the ER, just go to the emergency room, especially since they knew my wife worked in that field and had a hospital that uh, she used to work at that was really close. I said, go to your ER over there. Let them check it out just to double check. There's something else they could give him for a, for a bad migraine, and then they might want to do a little scan or something. Uh, Kathy headed over there, called me as on my way home from work, said, hey, I'm going up. We're going to go into the ER and go ahead and see if they can give something for his headache. Um, and I said, okay. And she said, can you bring me my charger for my phone and all that from the house? Because basically, if you ever go to an ER, you know, it, it's not about, you're just going to be there a while just because they're going to make you wait. So I said, sure. So I went and got a, 
got her charger, did all that, came back to the hospital, gave it to her, um, sat around, talked to the doctor. Doctor said, hey, it's probably a migraine. We're going to do all this, but we will run a CT scan just to make sure there's nothing going up on up there. As soon as we can get a CT, uh, we'll do that. In the meantime, I uh, had to get home to, to feed uh, the rest of my family plus my mother-in-law. So I told Kat, I'm going to run home, feed the family, and then just call me if you need me. Otherwise, uh, you know, we'll just see you when you get home. Headed home about 15, 20, 30 minutes later. I'm sitting in my living room, and uh, I get I get a call, and I look down, and it's Kathy. Now, I know this isn't good. There's one of two things. The scan's bad that they did on the CT, or there's something she needs, and I'm going to have to turn around and go back to the hospital. Um, I answered the phone and just simply said, hey, and the first words out of her mouth is, it's a brain tumor. Um, folks, that is when I surpassed I can't imagine. Um, I don't care who you are or, or, or where you are or what you're doing, uh, whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids, in any sense, if it's you that gets this diagnosis. And if someone tells you you've got a brain tumor or they tell you one of your children have a brain tumor, uh, the first place you go is to the darkest imaginable place you can go. Um, we thought that uh, we were going to lose our son. Uh, he's 14 years old, going to be a freshman in high school, and at that moment, uh, it legitimately thought, um, is he going to see how? Is he going to graduate high school? I, I didn't know. Um, it was diagnosed as a thalamus tumor. That's the first thing they said. It's called a thalamus tumor. Thalamus is the location in the brain uh, where it's at. Um, I immediately um, started crying um, in my living room. Told my mother-in-law what had happened. Um, put out a tweet, um, and, and very unfairly, I felt, feel really bad for Jamie Newberg, um, put out a tweet that just said, Hey, um, I don't know if you pray or not, but please pray for my family. That's all I said. Wasn't going to say anything else. Still had to figure out what's going on. Uh, Jamie Newberg tweeted me. Now, Jamie and I are friends. We're not buddies, uh, but we're friends. We know each other. We, we talk and he's been on the show. Um, if we see each other, we went and both one night we're at a game that Jordan Lawler was at or whatever. We say hi. We talk a little bit. But we don't run out. Our families don't go eat dinner together and all of that fun stuff. Um, he just said, hey, you okay? Um, I guess he had seen the tweet. First person I told anything to besides my mother-in-law was Jamie. And I said, my 14-year-old son has been diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, that's a lot of crap to lay on somebody. And I feel really bad that I did that to Jamie, uh, especially because Jamie's not one of my people. You know, we all have our people. You know, you have that person that you, you want there with you and all of that. And it just, it was a natural thing. It came out, and uh, Jamie was just so gracious in the words he said, just very quick, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, and I'm praying for your family. Um, that hit home. It really helped. I didn't think about it for about 12 or 14, maybe 24 hours later when I went, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I told Jamie that, um, you know, that, that, that I just dumped that on him. Uh, but he was the only one that did that. So I, I did make it up to him later when the news was good. Um, thalamus tumor, that's where we're at. Uh, we spend the night at the hospital. Kathy does. We get Kevin checked in. Um, we met with a neurosurgeon. The next morning, the surgeon comes in. They did a, uh, uh, they did a, um, a uh, MRI to get a better look. Um, I went with uh, down to the MRI when I got back to the hospital. They were in the MRI. I got down there, went in where the, where the images were coming up. Kathy was inside the MRI with Kevin, um, and I was seeing it come up on the scan, and it was a big thing in his brain. You could see it. It looked like, to me, it looked like the size of at least a golf ball. Um, you know, but I, the, the images weren't 
you, you, so I don't know how exactly how big it was. Um, uh, we cried a lot. We got Kevin back to the room. Kevin was very, very, um, he was very um, calm, cool, and collected, collective of what was going on. We get him back to the room. We made very sure that we didn't show our emotions around him. Uh, Kathy and I went out in the hallway a few times and held each other and cried. Um, the hardest I've ever cried in my life. I don't remember crying that way as a child. I don't, I don't know. Kathy, I've never seen Kathy cry like that. Just held each other. We were in a bad place, guys. It was really bad. Um, and, and what they were doing. First sign of anything that might not be at the lowest point was when the surgeon came back the next morning after reading the scan and said, okay, kind of alluded to the fact that what I normally see in a tumor that would scream malignant to me did not stand out in this scan because there was a cloud of something around what we were thinking the tumor was. There was this cloud of stuff around it. He said, I, I can't, it, it seems to favor something called a cavernous mouth formation, but I, it doesn't look exactly like, doesn't look exactly like one. Um, but, uh, it, it, it could be, um, so I, I don't, I don't actually know, and I won't know till I get in there. We asked if this was something to stay positive about. He said, I would give you a slight bit of optimism right now is what he said. He goes, if that's what it is, there, there is a reason to be optimist, optimistic about that, but we still don't know. So that's Thursday morning. Surgery is Friday. Going to be Friday morning. Uh, Kevin is still calm, cool, collective. Kathy and I are still in a very bad place. A lot of people, a lot of you, uh, are sending prayers and all of that to us. Um, we're, we're in a very bad spot as we're praying, and, and we're praying. Our, our pastor from our church, we, we are Christians, and was walking around the outskirts of the hospital just praying for the hospital. Um, and doing stuff like that. We had a lot of great things. And, uh, and I, you know, when this is all said and done, a lot of you seem to Kevin Strong. And actually, Kevin is going to send you a little message. I had him record something tonight when I left the hospital uh, about how well he's doing um, for you. And, and I'm going to put that in here. Um, but so brain surgery happens. Um, and when we come back, let's talk about what happened after that. Hey guys, Father's Day is coming and the weather is catching heat. Whether you have a dad bod or a rocking six-pack, make sure you and your dad are smelling nice and shaved where it matters the most. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and the Refined Cologne by Manscaped. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Refined Cologne is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game. Hey, get 20% off and free shipping with the code DAL at manscaped.com. That's DAL at manscaped.com. Okay, so we're back. So brain surgery is out. Um, while we're doing brain surgery, I, I, I realized that Kevin had been, while, while he was in the middle of his surgery th this past Friday, um, I, I, I hit the, the other lowest spot for me in the fact that Kathy had, when, when I came up the night before the, Thursday, when I came up to the hospital, I'd been back and forth getting clothes, doing everything. Kathy would not leave his side. Get up to the hospital, and anytime Kathy and I were having an emotional breakdown, we would step out in the hall. We didn't want Kevin to see it. Um, she's out in the hall crying. I, I came up, and I held her and asked what was wrong. I thought it was something else bad or news. She, she admitted that he was scared. He had told her he was scared, and he was getting worried. 
Um, but she told me what he said, and, and guys, I didn't remember. I didn't hear it. I never heard it that night. Next day during surgery, um, Kathy is telling the story about me getting there, and then she tells me what Kevin said that I never heard. And it's when I went to the lowest place ever. Kevin had told his mother. She, she kept saying, are you okay? Are you nervous? And he said, I'm a little nervous. And she said, well, what are, what are you feeling? What's that? And he said, I just think that God wants to take me home. And I don't know that I'm ready to go. Uh, guys, I didn't know my son had said that. I didn't know that's where he was. And that next morning when he was getting ready to go to surgery, his dad was standing over him with tears streaming down my cheeks as I was kissing him and telling him I loved him. And that's when I went, when Kathy told me what he had said, I was so afraid when he had left for that surgery that he felt I was kissing him goodbye. And I had a bad, a good bad hour. I had to leave. Um, I had to leave the hospital. Uh, I went to places and cried and just could not survive. I mean, I was just in a bad spot um, uh, thinking that. Uh, Kathy was trying to console me, saying he didn't think that, but it didn't matter. I'm, I was in a bad spot. He comes out of surgery. The, the surgeon comes out and informs us that still can't be 100%. He got pretty much everything that was there. What he saw, there was this cloud. It was like the, but he, what he saw did look like it was a cavernous malformation, but it didn't present like it normally did. We're sending it off to pathology. But he seemed slightly more optimistic after that. But he did explain to us that for me, the, the hardest part of this for me starts right now, uh, from now to recovery. He goes, that, that's the hardest part for me because he doesn't know if there's been any issues or anything that's happened um, right there. So Kevin comes out of surgery. Uh, he wakes up. He cannot talk. He can't move anything on his left side. Um, he starts out by just, we got him sign language on how to say yes and no. It was yes and no questions for about a, two days of yes and no questions. And he could not, he could feel us touching the left side of his body, but he couldn't talk. Uh, about two days later, he started talking. And uh, it was very, I don't know how you describe it. It was, a, it was from the back of his throat. He was having trouble um, saying it, but he could mouth the words and whisper them and get them out. Still could not move the left side, um, and we were, you know, but uh, so we're still just in hell on that, waiting on everything to go down. Um, and then uh, it progressively every day just got a, a little bit better. Um, it was actually today Sunday. I believe it was Thursday now. So we've had the surgery last Friday. It's now Thursday when the surgeon comes in and says, it was a cavernous malformation. It was not cancer. Um, and uh, we jump for joy. We are excited. That's official. It's not cancer. There's nothing besides that. Now it's about Kevin healing. The surgeon was worried, too. Um, he did say it was positive that Kevin had filling on the left side, but he couldn't predict anything as to how much it would come back, what would come back, how long it would take to come back. And uh, for y'all that have kept up with the videos and prayed for us and been, you, you've seen what Kevin has um, progressed uh, today. He walked around. Um, he stood up yesterday. He's walked a few steps yesterday. Uh, we played uh, 
for Father's Day today. We played some air hockey in the teen room at the hospital. Um, he's getting ready to go off to physical therapy. He's moving his fingers. His left arm seems to be the worst thing. He's having trouble moving his left arms and fingers. He's moving them, and he moves his fingers. Um, and one of my buddies made a bet with him. And I'm telling you, this worked. This is the weirdest thing in the world. But uh, he's kind of uh, a little bit blue. He's a best friend. I grew up with him, known him since I was nine years old. Uh, and we've just been best friends. He lives in Florida and uh, very successful in the restaurant business. And he said, uh, you tell him if he can lift his left hand and flip me off, I'll give him a $500 check. Uh, that turned Kevin off on pretty quick. Kevin started working pretty hard, and today he pulled off that feat. Um, so the check is in the mail, happiest check that K Jason's ever written. Um, and uh, my buddy Jason Salter. And uh, so we're, we're in a great spot. Guys, I can't thank you all enough. Um, going forward, I, we're getting back into baseball. Uh, the Rangers obviously have struggled. Um, but, uh, you, you know, coming up, they, they, they've, they've been a, it's been a bad little homestand um, coming into this. Uh, they've blown, blown uh, a couple of leads they've taken late. Uh, the minor league teams have made some moves. We want to get into that this week and, and talk about some of that. But I just wanted to get this out there, get you where you're at. I'm still going to have the Kevin Strong uh, hashtag going. Um, and all of that, and then, uh, but wanted to get back to baseball. That's what I do. I'm in a place to get back in baseball because Kevin Moore is going to be around with us. Uh, Kevin, even if he doesn't gain full mobility in his left side, it doesn't matter. My son's back. I've got my son, although I think he's going to make full recovery. He's moving now. He's walking now. I mean, compared to where he was three days ago, it seems like it's been about a month and a half, and it's only been about 10 or 11 days. Uh, with that, Kevin wanted to say something real quick. So this is my son, Kevin, uh, from Kevin Strong. Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin Strong. I've, I've, I'm getting better, and I've really appreciated all the support. Uh, nerd out. Okay, buddy. I love you. Thank you to all of you who have listened to this and given me the 20 minutes to kind of say something. I love you guys. I love you all. Um, I can't tell you, Kathy, my family, me and Kathy, uh, our daughter, Allie, our son, Ryan, and of course, Kevin, and all of the grandparents who have come in from Illinois, uh, from Vernon, Texas, um, uh, aunts and uncles who came in just to do yard work and stuff like that. Um, we all want to extend out to you the heartiest thank you. We love you all. And we pray that in anything going forward, you stay on the side of, I can't imagine instead of going to the other side. We're going to do something with that can't imagine, I can't imagine, and we'll talk about that later. Thank you, guys. Thank you for, for the prayers. Let's get back to baseball. And like I say at the end of everything I write in every one of these, nerd out.